Hey guys, it's Emmy. This is the Emmy show. <laughs> uh, it's been a while, so I'm happy to be back recording another episode. Um, I guess it's just been kind of a weird time, and like I get it's a pandemic, so kind of a weird time for everyone, to say the least. But uh, yeah, I guess I've just had my own kind of unique experiences the last few months, uh, so I've kind of gotten out of the habit of regularly um, recording, but I'm trying to be more more um, regular about it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, among other things and pandemics, I guess um, my dating life um, has been, you know, for the most part, shit. <laughs> Uh, no, there's been a, there's been a couple of good, good experiences, but, um, but yeah, it's been weird, guys. It's, it's been weird. Um, I think since, uh, dating has mostly been moved online, um, which is new to me, believe it or not. I'm kind of new to the online world of, of dating. Um, it's just a whole nother level of odd, you know, and I didn't think that was possible given, given everything, but, but yeah, um. I think the uh, the highlights, if you will, the last few months, um, I uh, kind of uh, ran into a amateur hypnotist, so that was um, that was something. Unfortunately, he had a sadistic streak, fucking asshat. Yes, I did say asshat. That is my new um, my new favorite insult. Um, <laughs> So that experience was, was too bad to even really, really go into or joke about. But um, another couple that were actually kind of funny in hindsight was um, I almost got abducted by a um, real-life pirate, actually. Um, not like the cute Johnny Depp type. Um, well, I mean, okay, maybe he was sort of like Johnny Depp in all the wrong ways. <laughs> but uh, I made it out, and so it was actually, it's kind of funny in hindsight, so I might... I might have to elaborate in a future future podcast about that one. Uh, and yeah, I guess the 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 other um, I don't know winner slash loser <laughs> would be um, I went on a date with a, a guy that seemed really normal, famous last words, right? Um, and he ended up being a uh, like a schizophrenic. I can only assume because and you're like, why? Why? Why do you think he was? A schizophrenic. Um, well, I guess, well, for one, um, he started referring to himself in the third person, um, as Mr. Hyde. Um, like, ooh, better be glad that jazz is playing so Mr. Hyde doesn't come out. And I'm like, should I be scared of Mr. Hyde? <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, he called me a couple days later, uh, late at night, uh, crying about his mother. Um, his mommy issues, so, yeah, uh, needless to say, there was no second date, um, so there's that, so I'm not gonna lie, I've been a little turned off to the whole online thing lately, and to be real, seriously considering just jumping ship and giving women a full shot, but (laughs) I guess we're all people, so I don't know if that would be any better anyway, but... Anyhow, um, what I wanted to talk about today um, was one of the many coping mechanisms I've been using. Um, So yeah, I mean, for one, um, let's see, 
Um, I chopped off half my hair around midnight a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then I dyed it several shades of blue last week, which actually didn't turn out too bad, you know? I'm tattooing a large portion of my arm today. Not myself, I'm not actually doing the tattooing, but I'm going to get it done, you know? But I mean, I probably would have done that anyway, regardless of coping, right? Because tattoos are wonderful and addictive. Um, I went to one of those rooms where you smash things, like you pay money and you get to smash things. I got to take a sledgehammer to a stereo system, which was fantastic. Would definitely do that again. Well worth the money, guys. <laughs> worth the money. Um, I threw away all my bedding and um, bagged up uh, all of my lingerie, and I plan to set it on fire once I can find a fire pit that is free of, you know, potentially concerned onlooking families. Um, I saged my apartment. Um, and yeah, anyway, that brings me to the coping mechanism I actually wanted to go into detail about today, and that is sensory deprivation therapy, um, also called float therapy or isolation therapy. What is that, you ask, or you might already know? Um, basically, uh, it's what it sounds like. It is a place where you're deprived of sensory input, um, and it's supposed to be therapeutic. Um, I would question whether it's therapeutic or terrifying, personally, but, um, but I decided why not give it a shot, you know? So basically, uh, this type of therapy was, um, invented by a neuroscientist, apparently, according to Healthline, um, called John Lilly back in 1954. And, um, in the 60s, he started, uh, I guess, experimenting with using separate, uh, sensory deprivation therapy along with LSD, which sounds a little questionable to me, but at any rate, um, yeah, it's basically like a dark room, um, filled with, it says a foot or less, I think in my case it was slightly more than a foot, of highly salty water, um, so it's like water with very high quantities of Epsom salt, and it's a dark room where, um, there's a door that shuts and you're left in total darkness without sound or any sensory input, basically. And some people report um, hallucinations, apparently. I think it's more if you're prone to hallucinations. Um, and some people, you know, say it helps with athletic recovery, which would make sense since it's Epsom salt. Um, soothing anxiety, I found it more anxiety producing. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, some people have some really unique experiences. So I'm gonna tell you about my experience. Because I know you're curious. So curious. So I had kind of an odd experience and I think part of it was influenced by the fact that the attendant at the place I went was unmistakably creepy. I just got really strong Dexter vibes from the guy, if I'm being real. Um, for starters, before I got there, because I registered online like, and I had called in to ask some questions and then I registered online. Well, like, before I get there, I get a text, and it was like, hey, make sure you and your guest fill out this release of liability waiver. And I like, I get the release of liability, but I was thinking like, dude, I never said I was bringing a guest, and like, why would I bring a guest to watch me sit in a tiny room? Uh, I don't know why, I just was kind of like, 
Is he like trying to figure out if I'm bringing somebody with me or if I'm gonna be alone? Like it was, it was a little creepy. But anyway, I kind of was like, ah, probably nothing. So I showed up and it's, it was in this weird, like building downtown. Um, it was kind of like in the, not like the basement, like but sort of, it was like one of those indoor, not malls, but sort of like that. So I go in and they'd given me a code to get in, right? And like, it's totally empty except, thank God, there was like one like Mexican restaurant that was open. So there was people, like two people there that saw me go in and I go and the guy is like, um, like I said, really strange, like barefoot. Um, and I'm like, I, you know, I'm here for the, you know, the tank. Um, and he like, so he leads me back there and it's this room that's just like weirdly sterile <laughs> and there's like a shower and then he's kind of showing me like the tank because the tank's inside of there um inside of this tiny room and it's a metal box and the door it looks straight up like the door to like a morgue or a freezer or something um and it has a seal and then inside uh it's complete darkness and there's like this wonderful black plastic like almost like trash bags on the walls inside <laughs> this was just like kind of like my nightmare um and there's like you know a couple feet of water in the tank and I'm sure I probably looked terrified so he's like well there's nothing in there like I'm like okay I don't what, what? <laughs> like I know hopefully there's not but he's like shining the light in and it's just this creepy dark room so he's like okay well I'm gonna leave and then whenever um your time's up because it was for an hour he's like I'll just kind of knock because I'll be on the, the other side, and I'm, like, looking around, and he's like, well, you can't see it from here, um, but I guess he was, like, able to, like, knock, and I would actually hear it, um, and he's like, that way I know you didn't fall asleep or anything, and I'm like, well, no chances of that, buddy, like, but, uh, I was like, okay, great, you know, thanks, uh, so he leaves, and I, like, kind of, like, looking around, I'm like, there's no cameras in this place, is there, you know, I'm, like, freaked out, but I kind of, like, chill out, and, um, you know, take a shower, you you have to take your clothes off because you go in completely nude, which is another thing that's a little <laughs> unsettling. Um, so I go in the tank and I, I left the door partially open. I like kind of put a towel in the gap so it wouldn't close because I was just too freaked out and I kind of like barricade the door with my purse just in case. Um, and it was weird, guys. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was kind of unsettling. <laughs> But it was cool. I mean, I did float, um, and that was neat. And my legs were really sore from running, so it was kind of nice to get, like, a soak. But uh, it took me a while to relax just because I kept worrying he was going to, like, break into the room where there was, like, I don't know. It was just kind of unsettling. Um, so I finally did close the door for a couple minutes towards the end once I got a little more comfortable. And it was really cool. Um... I was a little disappointed that I didn't have any crazy, like, emotional or experience or whatever. I was just like, this is kind of creepy and kind of interesting, and then I got out. Uh, I know, like, cool story, bro, right? Like, <laughs> but yeah, like, I got out of the tank, and then you shower off after, and then I went up to the front to check out, but <laughs> when I got there, um, there was just, like, this glass of water on the on the counter and he's just like staring at me and he's just like 
were you able to completely let go? And just like, uh, not, not really, but it was good. Like, (laughs) um, he's like, well, it only gets better. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and I, I kind of opted out of the, the water offer. It was nice, but I was like, you're terrifying dude. So I left and that was my, um, sensory deprivation experience. Um, I, I would say just um, one note was like, definitely be sure you don't get the water in your mouth because I accidentally splashed my face and it was really obviously very salty and kind of unpleasant. But um, yeah, the, the room where the tank was in actually I did notice had no cell reception and the only kind of, I don't know, decorations if you will or amenities in the tiny room was body lotion and earplugs. So, I don't know, just overall, I don't know, creepy vibe. Maybe if I'd done it a different place, you know, it would have been a different experience. But I'd say it's worth doing once. Just maybe make sure, you know, it's a little more populated and there's not a creepy attendant. So that's my take on sensory deprivation therapy. And yes, it was part of my, you know, do one new thing a week that I've been doing. I am at week 56 now, I believe. So I don't know how long I'm going to keep it, but keeping it up for now. Anyhow, Uh, maybe in one of my future episodes, I'll list off the additional things I've done since I think I did. Yeah, I did an episode after I think number 40 where I listed them off. Um, So if you're curious, you can look back in my archive for that or just wait until I name off the over 50 things. So yeah, that's it for today, guys. Short and sweet. Um, But uh, yeah, look out for my next couple of future episodes. Um, I'm going to have some funny ones, some darkly humorous, some darkly humorous ones, and maybe a couple of uh, more educational-ish ones as well coming up. So yeah, stay tuned and stay safe. Bye, guys.